0: This is Honest Math Chat and I'm Mona Eel of Mona Math. I'm a former math avoider turned math teacher cheerleader and I'm going to get real honest with you about math classroom culture, engagement, math discussions and all the student-centered instructional practices to help you empower your students to love and understand math deeply. So every Monday on Honest Math Chat, we're gonna to work together to make our classrooms places where students see themselves as mathematicians. But let's not wait. If you're ready to engage every learner and get them pumped about math, you've got to use math discussions. I welcome you to download the guide to engaging math discussions right now. Go to Monamath.com slash discussions. You'll get all my best tips on how to guide on the side while getting every child meaningfully engaged in discussing their math thinking. This is Honest Math Chat, episode 87. We're going to talk about the 3 mistakes that happen when we're debriefing math problem solving tasks. This is a super actionable episode. I can't wait to jump in with you. Are you using math tasks with your students that promote mathematical thinking, but then it kind of falls flat? You know the tasks are high quality, And your students are just like not getting the math that you intended for them to get out of that math task. Well, the reality is you spend time thinking about the task that you want your students to think deeply about, right? You choose it specifically to get them thinking about the math. But sometimes all they think about are the blocks, right, that they're using or the drawings that they're making or which friend they're working with that day. But what we really want is our students to interact with the task that leads them to a math understanding, or leads them to making a math conjecture, that then we can build upon in future tasks. We want our students to notice patterns, right, and use what they've done in previous tasks and apply it to the new task. And somewhere something is going awry because it's not for lack of trying. You're trying to get your students to use those problem-solving tasks to think and understand math, but something's missing. So let's break down what might be happening. Let's start with taking a quick look at the tasks that you're choosing. What even is a math task? In Five Practices for Orchestrating Math Discussions by Smith and Stein, y'all know that's one of my favorite books of all time, they lay out a framework for choosing a rich task. Here's the gist of the task analysis guide found in their book on page 20. And if you're looking for a math task checklist, you can go to the website, my website, monamath.com slash podcast slash 87 to download my math task checklist. So I'll go ahead and put that link to the checklist in the show notes, but you will be able to grab that guide to help you with your task analysis. Okay, so back to Smith and Stein in five practices. They talk about lower level demand tasks to high level demand tasks. They end this analysis, with the final one being higher-level demand doing mathematics problems. Now, specifically, these are the problem-solving tasks that we're giving our students. These tasks require exploration and active inquiry. Our students must actively engage in sense-making in order to solve these kinds of problems. They have to be in a position to explore the math situation and make sense of it without being told in advance what to watch out for or how to approach the problem. And they have to reason through this problem. So all of those things sound great, am I right? (laughs) But if you're not choosing a task that demands that of your students, then maybe it's your task. But maybe It's these three mistakes that we all make in the math debrief, all right? But before we jump into that, let's talk about what a math debrief even is. I love math debriefs. I love debriefs in general. I actually always say never skip the debrief because that's where the learning happens. And it's true. When you give students time to grapple directly following that productive struggle time with a debrief or a math discussion to crystallize their problem-solving experience, we talked about grappling and productive struggle on episode 84. So if you want to know more about that, go back to that episode. So don't skip the debrief or the math discussion because that's where you can help students take what they explored and worked through and make sense of it all. A math debrief can look a lot of different ways. In some ways are more effective than others. Sometimes it's a series of questions that go over student work. Other times it's a synthesis question in the lesson plan or on the lesson slides that helps students see what they're supposed to learn from the activities they just completed. But the best way to have a math debrief is through a student-centered discussion where questions are asked to help students synthesize their experience and formalize it into math understanding. Giving this opportunity to your students to formalize their understanding through explaining their own reasoning ensures that not only do they understand, but it gives other students an opportunity to hear their reasoning and then turn it into their own understanding. It's like this. Kids are solving a fraction problem during grapple time, okay? They come to the math discussion to share and discuss what they found as they discovered, hopefully they discovered, how to add fractions with unlike denominators. Some students use fraction tiles, others use drawings, while others are still trying to decipher what the problem was even asking them to do. The teacher orchestrates, shout out to Peg Smith, episode 80, a discussion that allows students to share their thinking and demonstrate their breakthroughs with their models and strategies. Then other students are listening intently to those kids that are sharing so that they can add to their own understanding. So even if they come to the rug for the math discussion, completely confused about the problem, they are able to access that math discussion because we aren't discussing their work, but we're asking them to think about the other kids' strategies and models. This relieves the pressure from students to, quote, get it right during productive struggle, and it emphasizes the importance of participation and showing up ready to learn. All right, let's get to the three mistakes to avoid when debriefing a math task. Now, we talked about debriefs, we talked about math tasks, what are the mistakes that we sometimes make that leave them falling short? Or are students not quite getting to that understanding piece? Okay, the first mistake is we ask questions to get answers instead of getting thinking. Now, a lot of times we ask what are called leading questions, right? You're leading a horse to water by pulling the rope. Things like, how many times does blank go into blank, right? Or how many times does seven go into 49, do you agree? Do we all agree? Those are the kinds of questions that are not really questions. They're just leading our students to say, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Or you might say something like, I mean, and let me just say, I've asked all these kinds of questions before and I still ask them, right? Sometimes I check myself. I'm like, wait, what are you saying? Things like, and where do we put the 10 when we regroup? Okay. So those are questions that don't require our students to think. They're just seeking out that answer other kinds of questions that are not leading questions that will, in fact, help you get to the thinking. Questions like gathering information questions, probing questions, making math visible questions questions that encourage reflection and justification, okay? Those all are better questions to ask for getting your students thinking out instead of focusing on the answer. All right. So if you want to level up your questioning, go over to Math Insiders and grab the printable and the audio summary of the questions that you need to be asking. Math Insiders is my private subscription podcast. It's full of extras just for math teachers working on a student-centered math class. It's five bucks a month, and you can subscribe at monamath.com slash insiders. Okay, mistake number two that we often make when debriefing a math task is your focus is on understanding, but your student's focus is on writing things down. You know what I'm talking about? Like you're up there like, yeah, we're going for it. We're going to really get to the understanding. But students are at their seats with their pencil and they're like writing down everything the other kid is sharing. They're fixing their work. Here are my tips for avoiding this mistake. Number one, take away the pencil. Everybody sit on your pencil. Put your pencil on the floor. Put your pencil in your desk. Don't bring a pencil to the carpet, okay? And just make sure they have nothing in their hands. Make them talk and make them listen. And I know we can't make kids do anything, but make it a culture. Make it a community where we talk and listen during this part of math. And then ask them questions to get them talking about someone else's work. A lot of time when kids are focused on writing down the right answer on their work, It's because they're feeling self-conscious about the work on their paper, and they want to fix it because they want to get it right. So take away that pressure and have them talk about somebody else's work. The third mistake that we make when debriefing a math task is being unprepared for all the responses that our students are going to have. Now, what I mean by that is like all the different ways they're going to solve the problem. We're unprepared. We're not sure what they're going to do. You didn't solve the problem before you gave it. Just simply do that. If you do anything after this podcast, I hope that you will just take a minute to pull out the worksheet or the workbook or whatever problem you're giving your students and solve the problem. Even if you anticipate one way that a student might solve that, you are going to be more prepared for the math debrief. If you solve it in all the ways that a student might solve and you talk to your colleague about how they think their students might solve, and you've got all these ideas, you'll be more prepared for the debrief because you will start thinking in your head questions you're going to ask based on how the students solved. Because now you're going to start to see that progression of where students might start and where you really want them to go. And you'll be able to know the questions and the nudges and the little nuggets of help that kids are going to need along that path in order to get to the understanding. So after today's conversation, I hope that you are ready to make some moves in your classroom to include a really rich math task and then debrief it where your focus is on student thinking, where your questions are focused on getting students thinking and describing their thinking and the thinking of others. And your focus is on understanding, and so is your students, because they can't write. They can't do anything but talk and listen to the math understanding. And make sure that you prepare for that math discussion. Add that into your planning. That is the best way that you can make sure you are prepared for all the ways that students are going to show up to that math discussion. All right, friends. If you want more tips and strategies and little nuggets that go beyond just this conversation, join us in Math Insiders. Remember, you can go to monamath.com insiders. And I will see you next week. Well, that was your dose of honest math chat for today, friend. Thanks so much for listening. It would mean so much to me if you subscribed, shared this podcast with your friend, or leave a comment. If you have not downloaded my free guide that I made in response to the questions you have all about engaging your students in math discussions, go grab it, monamath.com slash discussions. And if you have other questions that I haven't answered, shoot me a DM on Instagram at hellomonamath. I can't wait to chat more with you next week. Remember, we're here every Monday. I'm always listening on my way to work. When do you listen? See you soon, friend.